You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. Well, welcome back to another episode of the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. It is Andy back here again for another week. And once again, I'm joined by the lovely Kirk. Hi, everybody. How you doing, Kirk? Good, thank you, mate. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, (laughs) doing good. Uh, Excited to be back here. I was going to say in the studio, but we're in Tim's office yeah, today. Yeah, It's not really a studio. Definitely not. Uh, so, Kirk, we're back with our uh, continuing our series on the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's the third person of God, um, or one of the three, not necessarily the third. Mm. Of the Trinity, anyway. The Trinity. Yeah. Is it the third person of God? It all gets very complicated very quickly with the yeah. Trinity, doesn't it? I got told off for calling them identities, not mm. told off. Corrected. We're <laughs> um, <laughs> calling them identities of God because it's not like he's got split personality disorder or anything, yeah. or I was going to say bipolar, but yeah. tripolar, I guess. I thought it was um, a bit harsh that the person who corrected you slapped you across the face for getting it. <laughs> I thought that was a bit intense, but. Yeah. Well, that's just how it goes here. I think that's taking their theology, you know, the the precision of their theology a little too far. Yeah. But, no. Pers- yeah. So third person of God, one of the three people of God, we, we generally say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not, yep. not normally Holy Spirit, Son, Father, or- like the Holy Spirit's normally the third one we talk about. Yeah, and possibly I don't, well, that's an interesting one because the Holy Spirit, I guess by name, is mentioned before Jesus in the Bible. Sure, as far as yes, is around in right the in Old Genesis. Testament, right yep. there at the start. Yep. Uh, so, in fact, hmm, Holy Spirit first. I'm just going to look that up. Hang on. Here we um, go. No, God, God's mentioned first. Well, well, well not I the mean, Father. They're all God. Yeah, not the Father. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So of the Trinity, the yep. Spirit is actually mentioned first. Yeah, there you go. But also on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit is sent to earth in a new role. Yes, day of Pentecost. We just had that last Sunday. Yeah. Um, great time. Um, you you preached. It was amazing, uh, so wasn't it? Good. <laughs> no, we're recording this before, <laughs> before Sunday, so we're just assuming that it was all good. It's currently a draft on my computer. Yeah, great. Um. So, yeah, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, last week we spoke about many of the gifts of the Spirit that mm. um, that are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, mm. and we skipped a couple of them. Yep. And so today we're going to pick up those. Yes, we didn't skip them because they're bad or anything. No, we skipped them because they're slightly more complex than some of the other ones. Mm, um, can be, yeah. And and they're, they're certainly more supernatural than most of the other ones. Yes. Um, so yeah, last some week, of the other ones, yeah. Yeah, last yeah. week Up we spoke about- Up there with healing as a sort of supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we spoke about wisdom and knowledge, um, healing, as you said, um, and then we skipped miraculous powers, prophecy, um, and tongues, but we spoke about distinguishing between spirits. All this you can find in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 mm. from about verses 7 through to 11. Yep. Um, so- yeah, we uh, today are going to talk about miraculous powers, prophecy, and tongues. Mm. So, Kirk, um, obviously, people can go and listen to that sermon that you're about to preach um, in the podcast feed. It's it's the week. Yeah, just so, gone, let, so let me outline what the, yeah. the next two sermons will be. Sure. So, or the previous so one, the previous, the previous one, one, and the next and one, the future one. Yeah. So they're both in one Corinthians chapter fourteen, which focuses specifically on tongues and prophecy. Okay. So what you got going on there is. Um, a bit of an outline of what they're for and how they're used, and it's probably the most information about tongues in particular that we get in the New Testament. Sure. Um, and then it, it really gets into how to use them well and actually just how to be orderly when Christians get together and meet. Um, 
and and how to how to speak in a public meeting and how to listen in a public meeting and that sort of stuff. So basically, uh, the the first talk is really going to focus on tongues and prophecy, what they are, and why we should eagerly desire them, as Paul says at the start of chapter fourteen. And then the second sermon will focus more on how to use them when we meet together. So if at the end of this podcast you go, oh, they haven't really talked much about how tongues and prophecy are used um, or should be used and the do's and don'ts and that sort of thing, that's coming. Um, today we just thought we might just sort of riff on the topics a little bit and talk yeah. about these gifts and the miraculous nature of them. Yeah, sure. So um, starting off, tongues, um, uh, should we just talk about what tongues actually are? So yep. um, they're first descri- are they first described in Acts or are they described earlier than that? Uh, yeah, certainly, um, certainly descri- yeah, the first time it seems to happen um, and be called tongues by mm-hmm. the Bible is in um, Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost where people can, um, and you should read Acts chapter 2 if you want to see it, mm-hmm. but be- people are filled with the Spirit and then there's all these people from all the different parts of the world there and they can understand these people as they pray in their own local language. So, for example, in their, in their mother tongue. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you were from, uh, let's say, Japan, and you've travelled to Australia, and then I start praying in tongues, and you can understand me because you hear what I'm saying as Japanese. Yeah. So that's basically where we're. Uh, what what happens in Acts chapter two, and it's an amazing thing, because all the people praying are from the same part of the world, mm. and yet. You've got people from all over the world, the known world at that point, being yeah. able to understand what's going on. Yeah. And there's a bit of a significance there as far as, you know, just the way God's communicating with people and it yeah. sort of sets the church up for that mission to go to every yeah. nation. Yeah, the, the good news of Jesus is for everyone. It's not just for um, people from where, where Jesus grew up and yeah. stuff. It's, and a, it's a huge a barrier thing. between people is yeah. language. Absolutely. You know, and if, if you've ever travelled to another country or if you've, lived in another country and then come to live in Australia, um, you'll know how much language is key yeah. and to, to understanding the culture and being able to get along. So that language barrier is at Pentecost broken down mm. by God miraculously giving people these languages to speak. So tongues can sometimes just be interpreted as different languages. Sure. Um, when it's referred to as a gift, that's primarily in 1 Corinthians. Okay. So – not specifically referred to as a spiritual gift in Acts, but that's not really what Acts is on about. No, you know, yeah. there's lots of times in Acts where people do speak in tongues, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, as far, as far as it being a spiritual gift, that's when Paul writes about it later. Sure, yep. Um, there's a bit of prophecy mentioned in Acts chapter two as well, um, but prophecy is more familiar to readers of the Old Testament because the writers of the Old Testament were considered to be prophets, or a lot of them were. Yeah. Um, Prophecy is God's word to God's people. It can be future. A lot of our pop, fi- you know, pop culture fiction loves this. You know, my one of my favorite movies is The Matrix, mm. and there's a prophecy about the one, yeah, uh, who's going to come and free us from the being enslaved by the machines and so on. A little bit um, biblical, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That that movie likes to tap into various little um, uh, themes from the world religions, and so it certainly pops it, you know, taps into prophecy there. So that's a future one. It's like, hey, something's going to happen in the future. But a lot of prophecy is actually in in the Bible is actually about now. And it's actually saying, hey, Andy, or hey, St. John's, or hey, nation, 
um, you need to be aware of this. This is what God thinks about what's happening. This is what he wants to be different. And uh, yeah, so the majority of prophecy is actually about present-day stuff. But again, it's given miraculously. It's God giving the words that need to be said to someone uh, and for them then to speak it to um, either an individual or to a group of people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, tongues, here's a question. Mm. I've, I've heard people refer, um, I, I haven't looked this up in the Bible, but I've heard people talk about tongues in a um, like a heavenly language as well. So it's not a language that people speak on earth, but it's sort of, it. you know, it would sound, I don't know, foreign to anyone. Um, yeah. Is that... Is that a similar thing? Is that different? Yeah. What's so, your take so as we that? sift through what Paul says, it seems that there are two sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the, the one we see in Acts is they're speaking a language that's already used on earth. Um, but there does seem to be this gift of tongues is just a language. Maybe it is spoken by not a single person on earth. It's a praise language, so it's there to help us in our relationship with God and to praise him for who he is. So, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody around the world can understand it, but uh, well, those with the gift of interpreting, yeah, interpreting. But I, I think that's unlikely that it is a local language somewhere around the world because Paul actually teaches that if it's that sort of tongue, um, you should you should keep it private, like it's not right. It's not for blabbing, you know, up the front, you know, um, loudly to a whole group. Like if it's really nobody can understand it. Mm. Then you keep it private. Sure. Now the the difference is there. You couple the gift of tongues with the gift of interpretation of tongues. Yeah. Which is where if you were to pray in this praise language, if God gives you that gift, He may give me the gift of interpretation, so that I can hear what you say, and to then go and tell people what it means. Um, and again, that's miraculous. And I actually heard a funny story. Now, mostly I try and tell stories about these things from first hand as in it happened to me or while I was there. Yep, sure. Interpretation, the gift of interpretation, I don't have a lot of experience with, very minimal. Um, and, and I've sort of entered halfway or not been quite sure. One time I thought I was interpreta- interpreting someone's tongue, um, but they didn't speak for very long. It was just for like five seconds. Right. And so I understood it. And this the, the situation was I couldn't go back and say, were you speaking English at any point there? Because I could, I could understand that in English. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so possibly I interpreted for five seconds. <laughs> but um, I have heard of a church meeting where somebody who had the gift of tongues felt that they had a message to share with the church that would be interpreted. Mm. And so they stood up and, and, and prayed the prayer and so people listened. And then they said, is there an interpretation? So they're following the, Paul's instructions sure. there. And nobody put their hand up. Nobody had an interpretation. So I said, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll just continue on. Mm. And there was a visitor there who'd come with a friend. And when they were leaving the um, service, they said, I, I don't really have any experience with tongues and that sort of stuff. Like, what was the deal with that person praying up the front and sort of asked what was going on? And they said, well, normally we ask for an interpretation, um, but today there wasn't. So, you know, occasionally that happens. And the visitor said, why did it need to be interpreted? I understood everything <laughs> they said. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that's a secondhand story, right? I sure. got that from a, a speaker. But, um, you know, it seems that some people can just understand it. Mm. Um, so you couple that gift together, which is why the gift of tongues is not only for by yourself 
with a door closed. can be great for that. But it is okay for people to hear you speaking if the purpose is for that to be interpreted. And if it's not interpreted, then you need to stop. Sure. Yeah. Um, but just, just praying out loud in tongues, not asking for an interpretation, not asking, you know, not giving any opportunity for that, um, that's not helpful because nobody can understand you. Mm. And as happens in Acts, some people think you're drunk or yeah. crazy or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Uh. Could we change gears? Is that mm. all right? Yeah. All right. Let's jump over to prophecy. Mm. Um. I. This is just. I'm just spitballing some questions mm. uh, as we've been speaking. Um. In the Old Testament, we see a lot of prophecy, as you said, for for a time and a place, and mm. even a whole nation. Mm. Uh. Do you think that still happens today? Are we Are we likely to get? Um. You know. You think about the big global. Uh, issues that are happening, um, particularly I'm thinking about climate change, mm. um, global warming. Is God likely to step in, do you think, and, and deliver some prophecy through some people, group of people? Yeah. Possibly he already is. Sure. You know. Um, I do, yeah, I say we start to get into speculation sometimes yep. with these things because yep. the Bible gives us plenty of information, but it doesn't always answer every question completely. I don't see a reason why there couldn't be prophecy for a really big group of people. Mm. Obviously, the scale of things these days. Mm. I mean, you might know a bit about population, but hasn't the population gone from half a billion to eight and a half billion in yeah, 150 think, years the, or something? The tagline like, I've heard is that there's more people alive now than have ever lived. Like if you take away the people who are alive now and add up all the people who have ever died, there's more people alive. Um. I don't or think that. Like I don't, that. Yeah, maybe. I looked it up about five years ago. Yeah. And the stat that I came up with was 12% of the people who have ever lived are alive right oh, okay. now. Sure. Yeah. Um, this very moment. Yeah. I think your one was maybe like people, the 20, maybe more people have lived in the 20th and 21st maybe. century. I don't know. Than, I'm just, yeah. I saw it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing something like that and looking it up, and it was about 12%. Sure. So I don't know if that will be going up or down. It depends on how fast the population's yeah. growing. So, but even then, like twelve percent of the people who are alive n- now, uh, sorry, whoever lived, lived are alive, are alive now. Right. Yeah. So how? I mean, it'd be pretty logistically challenging to get that prophecy out mm. via one person. Say, say God yeah. gave you that message. Yeah. What how a- you could probably get that to our church pretty easy. Yep. So a few hundred people. Maybe get it out to Diamond Creek and some of our social media connections. So we can yeah. probably get up to a thousand pretty quickly. Yeah. After that, I feel like we're going to need so more people. Up. Like <laughs> even if you think about like viral videos, mm. like even if we had one of the most successful videos on YouTube, that's still only a couple of hundred million views of it, yeah. billions, yeah, seven exactly. billion people. Yeah. Like it's not going to yeah. be translated into every language and no. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like now it would be much more of a group effort. Um, than it would would have been back in the Old Testament when you know yeah you might have had to get it to a couple of hundred thousand people yeah um, and, and yeah. New Testament wise I think it is more of a group effort because the prophecy from Joel in the Old Testament is quoted by Peter in Acts when the Holy Spirit comes saying that his spirit is going to be God's spirit is going to be poured out on all people young and old men and women and so um, they're going to dream dreams they're going to have visions which is some sometimes what the prophets had 
So it seems to imply that this is going to be less of a one person, one per generation, you know, seemed yeah. to be what it was like, um, who comes to speak to a nation that was probably only, you know, half a million people or something all mm. up. Um, don't quote me on that, but it's not yeah. a lot compared yeah. to today's countries. Um, um, this is going to be more that, that the gift of prophecy is just given to all the ch- church across the world. Yeah. So I think what's most likely is more localised prophetic words, and certainly that's what we've experienced here at St. John's. Mm. Um, what I've experienced generally is it's usually a message for a congregation or you know, maybe for a, a suburb or a city or something like that. It, it, it's a specific church. It's very rarely going to be that grand scale. Um I'm sure there's been some claims about really big big ones. Um, well, uh, all the all the end of the world people. There's there's that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, there is a prophecy a friend of mine was telling me about about um, that that includes the the words Great South Land, and so that's been a prophecy that's prompted a lot of people to come and do mission in Australia. Right, as a theory that we would or be at, that or land. at Southland Shopping Centre. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, there was a bit of an idea in that prophecy. I can't remember the exact words. Um, it was a few decades ago sure. that, like, there was going to be a big revival of Christianity starting in this great South land. Could be Australia. So that prompted people to move here. Like, mm, so people wow. took it pretty seriously. Yeah, now, pretty serious. Uh, well, maybe that'll pay off um, and, and whether that's what it means, um, who knows. So there is these big, great, grand-scale ones that come out every now and then. Some of them are obviously just rubbish either because the person who's saying them, you know, just has zero credibility or because they're very disprovable. But occasionally something comes along that's not really vague, not just sort of just clearly just made up mm. or, you know, yeah. Um, but but might have a bit to it. But, you, you know, you've got to wait and see see how these things play out. Yeah. Yeah. But mostly prophecy, my experience has been prayer ministry situations in your small group, just two or three people praying together and you receive a, a word from God that's going to encourage that person. And therefore, str- encouragement, strengthening, and um, and comfort. They're the three things that Paul says his pro- prophecy is for, mm. which is why it's great. Yeah. And we know prophecy is not, you know, if it's not none of those things, then it's probably not legit. Yeah. 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 Mm. That, that can still be a criticism, like encourage you to change, strengthen yeah. you. You, you know, as in you know, convict you of something that you need to change in order to grow. So they're not all just like warm, fuzzy messages. No. But they will ultimately, their purpose will be to strengthen and encourage and comfort. Mm. Yeah. I, um, I'm i thinking of examples I've seen um, in, in my life or people I've heard give prophecy. Mm. Uh, and there's one that's been floating around St. John's for quite some time that we are um, – uh, the the sort of fountain on top of this hill in Diamond Creek, mm. and um, we have waters that overflow down. There's quite a, a sloping hill of a road coming to, out of St. John's, mm. and the waters are flowing down that road into the local shops mm. um, and out into the community that way, um, which has been a, a great visual um, mm. for us as a church as we, yeah, as we look mm. at Diamond Creek and how to love Diamond Creek and how to go out there and, and mm. um, you know, share the message of Jesus. Mm. Um, and the other one was much more personal for someone that I knew that um, this is years ago. Um, he, um, I, w- I was quite young when he told me this. So 
I, I don't know how old he was at the time. Mm. It, it, like he was probably less than 30, um, but had been single for his whole life. Mm. But God had promised him that um, he would be, be married. Mm. And so he, um, yeah, he sort of had that pro- that prophecy about himself um, that, yeah, he would he would have a wife um, and a family and, and things like that. And he, he does now. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, Mm. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know why that was important for him to hear that. Yeah, true. Because I think a cynic could go, well, 56% of people get married or whatever. So yeah, good absolutely. Chance. Yeah. Um, so why why was that strengthening and encouraging or comforting for him? Sure. I'm sure it would do, be to do with the context at yeah. the time he heard it. Yeah. Um, yeah, which he, he never told me. Just yeah, yeah. The story. Well, well you, you, without going into the details, on camp this year, you know, we had a a prayer session with everyone, and you felt you had a word for the group. Yeah, to hear. Yeah, that's true. I'd, can, can, <laughs> can, about yeah, that. <laughs> can you could you describe? Let's not go into the details sure. of it because sure. that was a, a group. Yeah, you know, that was um, pretty small. But can you describe how? Yeah, just for people listening, maybe you have no experience with it. How did you get a sense that that was from God, mm. and not just you coming up with it? Yeah. So. Um, it was well. I'll give the context of, of sort of the what was happening. So we were having a, a prayer session uh, as a group on camp, and um, we were all encouraged to just, um, I guess, meditate and and listen to God. Um, and yeah, Kirk, you were sort of leading, facilitating, mm. and um, you were doing a bit of praying, but mostly we were sitting in silence. Probably it was probably. All up, what, 45 minutes? Yeah, we had a bit of, it was sort of, we, we did a bit of structured and then we just left it open. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was probably about 10 or 15 of structured and then yeah. open to people could stay or go after that. Yeah. Um, and really, we, we often describe it as an interrupting thought mm. um, when God speaks to you. And, and that, that was true for this. Um, but it was a, yeah, it was a strong conviction that um, that I needed to to tell you in this instance because you were the facilitator. Mm. Um, this message um, that God was wanting someone in this room to hear this, mm. and um, and yeah, so it was it was that interrupting thought. It didn't go away. It was it was a very strong um, urge that I had to tell you. It wasn't just like oh. Should I tell Kirk this? Yeah, this could be interesting. This could work. Yeah, it's more maybe. than that, isn't no, it? No, it was. Yeah. It was much more. No, Kirk needs to hear this, and he and he needs to do something about this mm. right now. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been similar to me. You know, just you're praying for someone, or you're in, you're in a situation where you're just sort of open to what God's doing, and and he comes in, interrupts your thoughts, and says, "This is important. You know, you need to." Need to give this person this message, or give the group this message, and yeah, the, like it's almost like I, it'd be very uncomfortable if I don't share this, you know, yeah. if I resist. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about word of knowledge in the last episode. Mm. It's similar to that, except that um, word of knowledge is basically God giving you some information, whereas whereas prophecy is Him giving you a message that needs to be shared. Mm. I'm not sure prophecy is really for yourself. Actually, sure. Okay. Um, I think if you're getting prophetic word for yourself, it's probably more word of knowledge. Sure. Um, or just your relationship with God and Him answering your prayers. Yeah. 
prophecy I would put in that context. And and the reason Paul says it's kind of the gift you should ask for the most mm. is that it encourages other people. Yeah. It edifies yeah. other people, which means builds them up and instructs them. Mm. And so like uh, in my talk on Sunday, I'll probably have the line, is there ever any a situ- ever a, a situation where prophecy would not be welcome or not be helpful? I can't think of one. Mm. Like if it really is from God, yeah, prophecy is always going to be helpful in sure. every circumstance. Sure. Most of the other gifts, there will be times where they are not useful um, or not helpful at that particular time. Right. Um, you know, teaching is not always what you need. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> the gift of faith is not always like what we need right now. Mm, but sure. prophecy will always be helpful, I think. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it will encourage or strengthen or comfort. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, serving is a great thing and a great gift. The gift of service is a great thing to have. Sometimes we need to stop serving and sit still mm. and hear from God. You know, yeah. so – these sort of things. I'm, th- I'm thinking it's where I'm going. Healing would be pretty good all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's that's. Although I, I guess the one I was going to push. If back. everyone's healthy, sure, then it's not needed. <laughs> like yeah. Well, you and yeah. I are both healthy right now. Sure, we don't need the so, gift of healing right now. That. Prophecy would sure. still be useful though. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. It's okay, always yeah. going to be useful. Yeah. It's a little theory yeah. I'm working on anyway. Okay. Because I'm, I'm trying to work out why does Paul say eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. Yeah. And and the reason he seems to give is. It helps other people, not just yourself. Yeah, sure. And it, and it, and God's about that, isn't He? Like not just about us being the center mm. of our own universe, but yep. actually we're part of a community and we're part of the human race. Yeah, yeah. It's giving more to that. Yeah, yeah. So the other one's miraculous powers, the other gift. Yeah. Um, this is a this is like I feel like of all the the gifts listed here in one Corinthians, this is the like. The gift that just catches all the other stuff. It's, it's the catch-all. <laughs> yeah, it's the vaguest. It's the broadest. Yeah, potential. miraculous powers. I mean, let's think about a miracle, right? What is it? There's actually I, I was I was researching it during the week. There's okay. two different sorts of miracles listed in the dictionary. Right. There is an an unexpected and welcome thing that happens. Sure. It is outside of how things work. Well, you know, so it's. It, it disobeys the laws of science. It disobeys okay. the laws of nature. Yeah. And so, therefore, it's in some way divine. It's some way created by God. Um, there is another miracle definition for miracle, which is sort of snuck into the English language, which is uh, an unexpected and welcome turn of events. Yeah. That sure. is very encouraging and, mm-hmm. y- you know, uh, uh, and so – and meaningful. So, um, you know, you're in a near miss car accident. Yeah. It's a miracle we were all killed. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Sure. So, when it comes to talking about miraculous stuff, mm. that isn't helpful definition yeah. Yeah. for biblical miracles. Mm. The first definition is yeah. where it's this thing could not happen by the laws of nature and science. Yeah. It can only happen because God's intervened. Now, if you think about it, <laughs> tongues is miraculous. It's supernatural. Mm. Like, mm. how on earth can somebody speak a language yeah, that they've, that they've never learned, they've never, learned, they've yeah. never heard, have zero opportunity to know that language? Yeah. They can suddenly speak it fluently in a way that another person can understand. Yeah. 
what's more, it's a message of encouragement mm. from God to that person. Yeah. That is a freaking miracle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and likewise, the gift of interpreting tongues, being able to understand exactly. a language that you've never spoken yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then prophecy is the same, like God giving you a message that's going to be an important breakthrough for another person that maybe sometimes you haven't even met mm. that person. Mm. Um, you've got no possible way to know that this is going to be helpful, and there it is. Yeah. So they're, they're miracles, right? Yeah. And so I feel like miraculous powers just catches these other sort of miraculous supernatural things that happen. Yeah, and you can look at Jesus for, for examples of what they might look like, you know, Feeding five thousand people with yep, couple that, that's of, a great you know, example. Like yep. yeah, um, Paul's hanky, you know, uh, has healing powers. Yeah, to it, so he dropped it one day, and um, then people found that if they were sick and they picked it up, that they were healed. Um, or again, uh, Paul's shipwrecked with some other Christians, and Paul, I think it's Paul, one of them is bitten by a snake, poisonous snake. Oh, this is um, what's the country? I think it's Malta. So they actually credit this incident. Paul, get, yeah, Paul gets bitten by a poisonous snake. The locals think he's going to die, and he's totally fine. Right, and and that's actually credited as them taking the gospel seriously. Mm. It's now a Christian country a long go. time later. So um, you know, and they cre- they go back all the way to Paul getting shipwrecked. Yeah, wow. There and and all that happened. Mm. So yeah, these miraculous powers. I guess really, what are we saying? If you've got the gift of miraculous powers. Just mirac- miracles happen around you. <laughs> um, yeah. I wondered if visions were part of it, possibly. You know, if you have those sort of dreams that are, but uh, I don't it know. It depend on what the dream is because a dream, you could get prophecy in the form of a dream. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I see it as a bit of a catch-all. It's the one sure. I've got the least experience with Yeah, in the sense, because it's not specific, it's yeah. a bit hard to tell. Have have yeah. I really experienced that or not? Yeah. Um, but those examples we've used, you know, feeding the 5,000 and these these healings independent of the person and stuff yeah. like that. I've heard people say that um, uh, raising tr- someone from the dead is a miraculous power. There was I, I was yep. having this conversation. Walking on water our, too is the other yeah, one. I was having this conversation in our um, Bible study a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, whether, yeah, whether raising someone from the dead, is that a miraculous power or is it healing? And I guess it's kind of both, really. Mm. Like it's, it's healing from the condition of death, but it's a miracle. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, that's right. Yeah. It's just a miracle. Like, yeah, it's the it is the catch all, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Peter is able to walk on water when Jesus is for a, for a short period until his face gets a bit shaky. Yeah. So you could say is that that gift of a miraculous power. Well, God gave Peter the miraculous power for that time. Yeah. Um, to walk on water. You know, it's it, it's the out there stuff that sometimes happens in Christian life. Now, I think it would be worth finishing this episode is talking about miraculous stuff because, okay, we've given you a bit of an o- overview. I guess a, a really good question would be, well, why don't we see more of this? You know, what's the deal? Why are probably some people at our church listening to this going, I've never experienced any of those in any mm-hmm. form. I've never been around. Um, it's a good question. They do still happen. I think sometimes there's a theory that it all just died out. Mm. <laughs> um, but that doesn't measure with my experience, and I think it's it's rubbish use of the Bible to say that. Yeah. And it's limiting God Yeah, absolutely. in a bizarre way that I'm not sure why we would ever want to do that. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, Andy. 
why wouldn't you want to seek miracles in your life? Why wouldn't you ask for it? Because it proves God is real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Julie told that story of the gift of tongues in a prayer meeting she was in where her friend starts praying in tongues yeah. and this other person understands it in their mother tongue. Yeah. It's a very obscure. Yeah. Her grandma's Russian, Russian dialect. Yeah. yeah. How encouraged is everyone in that group that God is real? Yeah. It doesn't answer all our theological questions. It doesn't explain the Trinity to us or whatever, but it shows that atheism is, is not true. Yeah. And I was reading a book that made a good point that like, no, no, I was listening to a podcast, um, Joe Rogan, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, um, he gets all sorts on and some of them are skeptics and so on. And yeah, they talk about religious stuff sometimes being a bit nutty and they actually use the word nutty. Mm. And I can imagine if you've been listening to this, you go, it's a bit weird, yeah. you know, some of this stuff, like it is a bit nutty. And you think about some of the stuff that happens like the hanky thing, you yeah, know? yeah, like that's a bit nutty, yeah. Um, and and if if miracles never ever happen, then yeah, this is a weird conversation we've just had. It's pretty bizarre, yeah. If miracles sometimes happen, though, even if it's just occasionally, then this is really important. Mm. If you're a Christian listening and you believe in the resurrection of Jesus. You believe in miracles. Yeah. And please don't limit God in thinking that he couldn't do a miracle by giving you a supernatural gift mm. right now. Mm. Press pause. Ask for it. See what happens. I'm not guaranteeing that you'll get it because that's not always the way God works, but maybe because he's kind and he's generous. He loves to do that sort of thing. These gifts are for our own good and he will give us, do miraculous things when we need it. Also in our society we tend to assume miracles don't happen. And so um, in other cultures they do a lot more. So they're a bit more open to it and they don't thrash around trying to find bizarre you know, explanations for things. There's this movement to try and find explanations for all the plagues in, in Egypt in the right. book of Exodus. Yeah. You know, that like there was a wind that caused the Red Sea to part yeah. and, you know, there was ash in the sky mm. to blot out the sky mm. so that it was dark and so on. And you go, look, even if these were true, there's a few flaws with that. For example, how did they all happen exactly after Moses and Aaron said that they would? Yep. How did those guys know they were all going to happen in such yep. a short space of time? And with the ash one, you know, how come it was only dark for the Egyptians? Mm -hmm. But the Israelites weren't in darkness. Like, it just falls apart. So we look for these. It's either miracles happen and these stories in the Bible are true or, or miracles don't happen. Yeah. And it's all rubbish. Yeah. Now, our experience is that they do happen. Mm. And we, we have limited experience compared to some people. Um, so why not at least pursue that? Why not at least ask God to give you an experience of that? Why avoid it? I, I know Christians who avoid these things. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't get it logically. Mm. And... Um, if you are one of those people and you're listening, you're missing out on a really awesome part of being a Christian. Yeah. I don't want to put pressure on you because you can't make miracles happen, but please be open to it. Mm. Please be ready to ask for them. 
And please don't talk about them as weird if you've got no no experience with it yourself. That would be sort of my little urging just at the end of the episode, mm. yeah. Yeah, great. Because my experience is just overwhelmingly positive with these things Yeah, and they help me to believe. And when I have doubts, they encourage me. Mm. Um, they don't answer all my questions, you know, but they are very helpful in life. Mm. Mm. Yeah, great. Well, that's going to do us for today. Thank you for that uh, kind word at the end. And... Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Special episode next week. You get to decide what we talk about. You, Me? You th- yes. No. Let's talk about the Western Bulldogs 2016 <laughs> grand final victory. Definitely not. Uh, no, we're having a Q&A. Oh. So uh, on Sunday, June 16th uh, at our Sunday evening service at St. John's, we'll be doing an extended Q&A, which do from time to time. Mm. panel of people um, people can text in their questions anonymously and uh, the, the panel will answer them um, I don't know the number off the top of my head but I'll put it in the show notes put it in the show notes and um, you can text in your questions anonymously the panel will give a shot at answering them uh, quite often we have too many questions to to answer all of them we only have sort of 40 or 50 minutes mm. of this panel so we're going to pull those questions together as well as any that you can email through at any stage to questions at stjohnsdc.org.au and we'll have a crack at answering them on the podcast yeah so kirk you'll be there we'll yeah. rope in tim as well he's our senior minister and i'll be there yeah. and we'll try and answer some questions mm. and we're particularly keen on questions around these Supernatural gifts that we've been talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Supernatural gifts, anything about the Holy Spirit, um, but really anything, any questions about um, Christianity, Jesus in general, mm-hmm. um, shoot them through. Uh, we'll, we'll have a crack at answering them. We don't guarantee it'll be good answers, but we'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we can't wait. I'm excited about that episode yeah. and about the Q&A on Sunday, June 16. Uh, feel free to come along at 6 p.m. for our service and then the Q&A starts at like 10 past 7 wraps up at about 8 yep. uh, you can come along to both or one of those and um, yeah cool sounds good we'll see you next week thanks mate bye bye thanks for joining us if you'd like to subscribe to this podcast you can do so in Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from just search for St John's Diamond Creek <laughs>